0: What's up, guys? It's Little D from FMF. When I'm not mixing gas and hauling ass, I'm listening to Big MX Radio.
1: We can't expect that everyone is as passionate about racing as we are. can't expect that everyone is able to hear the silent call of the sea at 5am. Not everyone possesses the ability to smell the difference between rich and lean. Nor the ear to differentiate the bark of two cylinders from four. It would not be fair of us to assume that the world understands the yearning and overwhelming compulsion that we have to push through pain, angst, frustration and failure. Some people might not understand the desire to test physical limits conquer fear or to tangle with the forces of gravity and physics but we don't make product for them we look to the future embrace our past. We study. We analyze. We race on Sunday, so we can innovate on Monday. We exercise trial and error religiously. stars one goal one vision
2: The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. Welcome to the Fly Racing Big MX Radio podcast show brought to you by Justified Culture's Traction MXC Covers and Moto Ice Wrap. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. With us on the line, we've got a couple of special guests. Uh, uh, you'd think that there's some rivalry within the podcast world, but uh, couldn't be further from the truth. Uh, this episode of the Big MX Radio Podcast, we're having none other than Mark Poole and uh, Jamie Guida from uh, from the Moto X Pod. Guys, how's it going?
0: It's going good, bro. Doing good. How are you?
2: Hey, I'm doing great here. It's an absolutely stunningly beautiful day here in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, and uh, things are, up, are probably uh, uh, upwards of sunny and 75 down in uh, in Texas. But uh, it's Friday, all systems go, and uh, it's time to talk about talk uh, some motorcycles. So uh, I think all three of us have a lot of reasons to have smile ear to ear. Absolutely,
3: for sure. Yeah, it won't be sunny down here for, it won't be sunny down here for long. That hurricane just hit the coast and it is really big. So it's gonna, it's gonna rain on our parade this weekend. I'm, I'm afraid.
2: Well, you know what? There's not too many perks to living here on the prairies where I do, but uh, um, the fact that uh, I I am well within the route, the range of never being hit by a, uh, a hurricane is, uh, is is kind of a, a little bit of peace of mind. But uh, I do hope that uh, you guys uh, that doesn't hit you guys too hard, and that all things are safe uh, on that respective things. Um, like, is that something that like obviously the two of you guys live in, in Texas? Is, is that uh, something the two of you have uh, experienced uh, quite a bit in uh, in your years
3: go ahead mark just the uh just uh just the after effects it usually the trajectory of the storm usually just blows all the way up through you know and uh, we get the after okay. effects obviously it's nothing near as gnarly as the coast is getting but it will probably rain out some dirt bike riding this weekend for sure
0: yeah we're about four hours north of there so we probably we'll start getting rain possibly tomorrow night sunday is what they're saying which we have a Moto XPod ride day schedule for Sunday. That that's probably going to get rained out, but we're going to pretend right now that it's going to be nice and sunny and hope for the best. Positive thinking. Uh,
2: dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Positive thinking, and that's uh, honestly, in a lot of ways, what the Moto XPod is all about. And let's get straight into that. Um, like. Uh, I've had uh, I've had Scott Casper on the show over from uh, Pit Pass Radio. I've had uh, a number of different guys that are uh, working the motocross industry as far as journalists and whatnot. And uh, what I have I've had I've had Mark on the show before, but uh, Dark side I haven't had you. And uh, you're you're you're, a, you're an elusive individual uh, and, and very well knowledge in, in the sport of motocross. How the how the heck did the two of you guys connect? And uh, and why to start a podcast? I guess uh, Jamie, you can. Feel
0: that uh well mark and our producer tj and another guy uh phil started the moto x pod show and i've been friends with tj for years we raced together in the same class a lot and because i call into the pulp show so much and tj knew that he just invited me to come over as a guest i think it was towards the end of last year or early this year and um after that mark and tj called me and said hey man we'd like to have you on regularly and and it just built into what it is today, which, you know, we're probably eight months in, nine months into the show, and man, we just it's just fun. You know, I really enjoy it, and, you know, it's just like bench racing with your buddies at the track, but we get to do it to an audience, and, and luckily, in the last eight or nine months, we've gotten a lot of connections, and we've started getting to talk to some of the guys that are our heroes.
2: Absolutely. It's one of those uh, uh, tailgate-down-next-to-a-campfire type of uh, conversations that uh, all too often people are like oh we should record these or I wish that someone uh, would have had a tape recorder going when we were on that particular subject and that's exactly what you guys bring in and then on top of that uh, bringing in guys like Rich Taylor and most recently having uh, Cole Seely on for show 44 like that, that's really cool and to, uh, to bench race with those guys and also uh, give those particular individuals a little bit of a, a, an insight as to uh, the viewpoints of some of the uh, the fans and the what the different media members kind of see from our perspective. Because uh, when you're in that bubble, it's uh, sometimes difficult to kind of see uh, how you are, you're you're perceived. And I think that you guys give a great opportunity for uh, not only the fans that listen to you, but uh, your guests to, uh, to get a really good idea of the thought process that you guys bring to it.
3: Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, Who would have ever thought that we would be, when we started doing this, it was for fun. Yeah, we're all big Pulp fans. We, you know, listen to your show, listen to, yep. you know, DMXS, things like that. Whoever thought we'd be talking to Dean Wilson, uh, you know, Cole yeah. Seeley, guys like that. I mean, and I got to yeah. give Jamie props, man. He's a guy. He's very, very persistent when he, uh, about getting these guys contact info and we'll use every resource possible he has to do it. And it's working out well, man.
2: Yeah, For sure. It's just one of those things where all you gotta do is ask. You can get, uh, like, you hear, hear a bunch of no's, and I think that's inherent with, uh, with media sales and otherwise. You're gonna get some rejection out there, but eventually you just keep picking away at it, and, uh, you guys have, uh, steadily been on the rise and, and gaining, uh, notoriety, and, uh, um, y- all you really need is to get that, you get that, uh, that entry-level athlete, and that entry-level athlete, uh, connects you with a mid-level athlete, and a mid-level athlete, uh, connects you with a, a higher end athlete and, and eventually uh you're talking to the 94 the 3 or maybe even <laughs> yeah. the 25 25 at some point
0: yeah it's real cool well, we you know. know yeah the show started out even before i came on as you know a texas thing and let's talk about texas motocross and and we still do that and that's something that we bring that the other shows don't but yeah you know luckily going to lakewood and just walking up in, on media day none of the guys said no which is really cool and um you know, and I, I was lucky enough to know some of the Texas uh, legends like Billy Whitley and Dennis Hawthorne, and those guys slowly started getting us connected with guys like Don Donnie Emmer Jr. at FMF, and then he got me connected yes. with Dean Wilson, and uh, like All Sport Dynamic braces is one of our show sponsors. This is the braces that Pike wears and Tickle wears and Barsha was known to wear, and they're right down the road from us. So we hooked up with Jeff Brewer, and he's you know hooking us up with Tickle and Savachi and. It's it's just amazing how really tight knit the community of motocross can be. We haven't heard a no yet. We've had a
3: couple guys not respond, but they haven't said no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jamie's uh, I like I, Jamie. We kind of let him do that now. He just seems to be better at it. Cause if I get if I don't get an answer from somebody, like uh, then I'll just like, well, okay, I guess he's not interested. But Jamie, <laughs> we'll keep calling him. And uh, I think Robbie Rayner, for instance, I think he had text Robbie, Robbie to answer him. So a few days later. He calls Robbie. Robbie answers the phone. Oh, hey, yeah, I'd love to. And, uh, which to my, to my joy that he got it, Robbie's my hero.
2: And, uh, it was very, very much an honor to speak with him. Absolutely. and uh, these guys are uh, are great to talk to uh, some better inter- interviews th- than others but uh, honestly yeah, being able to talk to some of your heroes and uh, adventures with them and then also realize that, uh, that they are people after all and they uh, they're, they're not so different from you and I they just happen to have a spectacular way to live their lives and and, and, uh, and make a living um, as far as uh, how often do you guys do your show where can it be found uh, I, I could spout all that stuff off but I'd rather get it from the horses. Mark, where, where can they find you guys?
3: Uh, one more, one more time on that. I'm sorry.
2: Where can my listeners find the uh, the Moto X pod? Because uh, uh, I'd like to think that uh, most people are searching out all all ways to get some uh, motocross uh, media and and even more content, which is honestly why I started my podcast. Is that I, like I was a huge uh, X fan when I was uh, 18, 19 years old, and eventually I found myself uh, before the Moto sixty show existed, or before uh, any uh, of, of Steve's other shows had started. Uh, like I was I was out of shows to listen to <laughs> by uh, by. Mid- Midday on Tuesday afternoon. Right. So uh, um, I, was, I was trying to fill that void, or, or to kind of um, like help out uh, fellow listeners that uh, were, were hungry for knowledge. And uh, yeah, how, how do people uh, find your podcast? Because uh, yeah, I think uh, I want to send as many people who listen to my show over to you guys.
3: We uh, you can find us uh, iTunes, of course, SoundCloud, uh, the Stitcher app, and Jamie. I think. Uh, some of the other podcatcher apps have picked us up i, I don't know exactly which one yeah, but i've see people on a few of those too
0: most of the um podcast catcher apps will pick it up um like i've i've used stitcher and of course itunes and then anybody that has an apple phone automatically has a podcast app on there and it's just it's moto x pod all one word no spaces um that that pulls it up and then on social media uh, our Twitter is at MotoXPod, all one word, and Instagram Mark handles that, but it's at MotoXPodShow.
2: Show.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Okay. Cool.
2: Yep. Yeah, you guys are uh, are very active on social media, especially Twitter. I think that that uh, that's uh, where you guys are strongest as far as social media goes. But uh, um, um, like. The the banter that you guys uh, are, are drawing from uh, kind of come, comes from almost like a race day bench racing uh, uh, venue. Um, but I think the coolest thing about you, the the podcast that you guys do is that uh, you're active participants in the sport. You, you guys show up uh, on race day more often than not, twist the throttle just like every other weekend warrior. And uh, from that point of view, gives you guys a very uh, uh, like a, a, a current view of what it's like to throw a leg over a motorcycle. Which uh, honestly, for a lot of uh, uh, like, hardcore media members, isn't honestly the way, uh, like, that's not how they carry it. Uh, they, like, participate in the sport. True. Very true.
3: Yeah,
0: we yeah, we, we go ride age. as much
2: as we can. Um, Texas has a
0: great motocross scene. There's tracks all over the place. And, you know, a lot of our, our listeners and pulp listeners find us at the track, and we hang out, and we BS, and then we go throw dirt on each other.
2: Yeah, 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 absolutely. You guys are uh, are gra- grabbing grass and growling uh, as far as uh, motocross goes, and uh, and riding on a regular basis. I like that one hundred percent. What what do you guys find is the most challenging part about uh, doing the podcast on a weekly basis, especially a live show, which is uh, is, is a is a tight time constri- uh, commitment because uh, you have to be able to make time for that every single weekend.
3: Go ahead, Mark. Yeah, it's a tough one. It's tough on that sometimes. Well, I mean, it's not tough to go do it, but you get off. We do it on Tuesday night. You get off work. Everybody's tired, especially this time of year because it's really hot down here. And Jamie and I both uh, both have careers outside of this that are physically demanding. We're in the we're in the elements, you know, every day, all day, and so you get there, you're tired. You know, you don't really feel like doing this or that. But as soon as we, as soon as we put the headphones on, as soon as CJ presses record and we start. I forget about it all, I think Jamie does too. We have just a ton of fun doing it. The time passes so quick like it, it, it's it's amazing how much fun it is but uh we aren't quite on the live spectrum yet. I mean we kind of run it like we're doing it live, but we don't have the the um the means to record live, we're kind of
2: uh, low budget on that end, and we're not real tech <laughs> guys either, so we don't really know what the hell we're doing.
3: <laughs>
2: That's totally fun, yeah, absolutely. I, I, you know, like preaching to the choir, my friend. Uh, Big MX Radio, I believe we're in our fourth year now. I'm yet to record a live show. This is not a, a live recording, uh, but honestly, it, it's basically uh, to do with the fact that uh, motocross racers are a lot like herding cats, um, trying to get. Uh, <laughs> Two, two or three guys to all be back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back to back to back to back to back for a three-hour show would be very difficult to, to line up. Um, mm-hmm. and, and honestly, a couple of guys, are, hey, can you have an extra 15 minutes? Well, go, like it kind of sets everything else off by an extra 15 minutes right. and uh, and it kind of screws everything up. But uh, um, Steve makes it work on a weekly basis, although he has been doing it for a long period of time uh, and, and was quite established even when he just first started. But uh, yeah, it's really interesting to see the way that you guys have, have come up and uh, you're absolutely tenacious in the way that you uh, approach the uh, uh, the media side of things, and the, for that, you guys should be commended.
0: Well, I appreciate that, you know. And, and and for me, the most difficult thing is TJ and Mark live an hour away from me, so I, I have a hour drive there, hour drive home, and and they, I do kind of I'm the, I guess usually I'm the guy booking the guests, and I have a day job, so during the day I'm texting, emailing almost every day. Throughout the day, I'm I'm hitting up ten different guys, maybe, and waiting to get responses. And sometimes by Tuesday afternoon, I haven't gotten any responses. And then all of a sudden, an hour before the show, I get six responses. And we only do about an hour and a half, so we try to do three guests, usually, two to three. So that's what I juggle a lot, and I get pretty stressed out when I don't hear from anybody. But, like, this week, we already have next week's show booked, so that's cool. Um... That's probably that's a uh,
2: uh, that's good peace of mind. Yeah,
0: definitely. You know, but that's the most stressful thing for me is I kind of like it, but at the same time I'm I'm panicked a little bit at times. But uh, and then I, with my job, I'm on call. Every so often it ranges, and then I might have a night where I can't do the show, and then they they bring in a, a guest, maybe another rider or one of their friends or whatever, and and do it without me.
2: Fair enough. Well, a show without uh, without Darkside, I'm not sure, too sure if that would be the same without you, buddy. But uh, uh, it, it's great to see you guys continuing with it. Uh, like there's there's a lot of ones that uh, upstart and they, they, they fade away just because of the time commitment. But uh, you guys seem more than willing to uh, to use your, uh, your your breaks during your your nine to five job to uh, dedicate to, uh, to 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 getting guests take taken care of. Uh, sending out uh, like uh, promotional things like last night when you, you we were supposed to do this last night uh, and, and you guys were, were always keeping people uh, like updated and, and uh, an up to date on, on what, uh, um, what, what, what's going on with uh, your podcast. So who, who will you, uh, since you guys already know, who's going to be on the show next week and uh, what will you guys be talking about? Maybe give some people uh, from my, my side of things a little bit of a, a teaser as to uh, what they're going to find on the Moto X podcast next week.
0: Uh, Andrew Short, uh, committed today for next Tuesday. Uh,
2: nice.
4: Kenny watson's Text coming support. on
2: to discuss um, some stuff he's
0: doing for um, some, you know, addiction recovery type stuff. He mentioned it on Pulse the other night, up. and I uh, I texted him the next day, Tuesday morning, and asked him if he if wanted to talk about it on our show. So he'll be on. And then Mark started a locals only segment on our show that we do at the end of the show where we talk about the local motocross scene, whether it be here, whether it be in Canada. Whoever we get, and he's got somebody scheduled for that segment. I'm not quite sure who I, that is. I today. believe that
3: I believe that somebody is on this uh, on the line with us right now. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Right on. I didn't realize. that. I believe he is. I believe <laughs> he's, he's a he's a he's a, a young gentleman from uh, Winnipeg, Manitoba. I thought we talked about that. anyways. I
4: hope so. It's, Very uh, knowledgeable, good-looking <laughs> guy. Yeah,
3: yeah. Oh, yeah. Handsome and dude, and uh, he's from the uh, the Moto Podcast Motherland up there. He's coming on and, our
2: show, uh, eh?
4: Yeah. Oh yeah. It's.
2: Uh, it's. Uh, we'll talk some hockey and. Uh, hey. uh, yeah, maybe we can even d- d- dial up those guys from the Talkin' Moto podcast. Right. Those guys are American, but they sound more Canadian than I do. So it's uh, hilarious.
0: hilarious. It's hilarious. Okay. To, it's, go ahead, Jamie. Uh, I'm changing the subject a little bit, but since you're up from that area, were you a pro wrestling yes, fan right. like Bret Hart and you know Chris Jericho?
2: Chris Jericho actually went to my high school. No way. That's badass. <laughs> That's badass. Awesome.
3: Yeah. That's awesome. That
2: guy, actually, I think it's so funny. Uh, yeah, he, he, like, I'm not a huge wrestling fan. Obviously, but I watched a little bit when I was a kid. But, uh, and Jericho's a couple, of, obviously, a few years older than I am. But, uh, he went to the same high school I went to growing up. Uh, so, uh, that was, that's pretty cool. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he's actually in town tonight.
0: Okay. Yeah, he's a, is he oh, with wow. the band, Bobby?
2: Uh, no, actually, he's, uh, I mean, you know what, he might be, okay. uh, I think he's, he's, he's at one of the, uh, casinos doing a, uh, uh a live recording oh, of, yeah, yeah, uh, for his podcast. yeah, his podcast, which is, uh, Tom Jericho, I think is what it is, yeah, dude, y'all are losing it here, I don't know, yeah, no, like I, don't know. Really
3: cool I literally know squat about pro wrestling, I know the, uh, uh well,
0: the he's here, a metal like, guy, too,
3: he's- he's- He's a singer in a metal band oh, called Fozzie, and
0: that's why I listen to his show, because yeah. he, he gets a lot that's of bands your, on, like, I've been am not Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm, not cool. shocked, I'm not shocked you're a fan of him, man. Jamie is our uh, our resident
2: metalhead,
3: and uh, yes. so I've, I've been introduced to quite a bit of new music from him. It's been pretty cool.
2: Fair enough. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just spreading the love. Uh, and, and, and I'm excited to come on the show. It, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, locals Only will be the segment, and uh, looking forward to uh, chatting with yourselves as well as TJ and uh, just con- continuing the uh, the dialogue, my friends. Uh, wow. Talking about motocross is something that's way too easy to uh, to 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 enjoy. I find myself, I, like you guys, I work a physical job. I lay bricks from 7 a.m. till 3 p.m. mostly. Uh, sometimes later. Um, but uh, honestly, nothing gets me in a better mood than uh, than dialing somebody up, calling up uh, whether it's Jimmy Button or uh, McGrath or any of those guys to uh, to just talk dirt bikes, even even a, lo- a local pro or uh, or a privateer like Henry Miller. Those guys are all always um, very gracious to give me some time and. Uh, uh, just uh, talk dirt bikes, and it, it's something that uh, I've I've always done. I uh, I, I don't th- I can't see myself stopping doing right. it anytime soon. And uh, the closer I bring myself to the sport, the more I love it. So uh, uh, I'm committed. I'm in for good. Yeah, I keep feel doing it. Way. Like, keep up the good work. You know, if That's our sh- if our show never gets bigger than it is
0: right now, if we never become rich and famous, if I can get into supercross for free just because
2: I do a podcast, I'm pretty happy.
4: <laughs>
2: hey, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I love and it. I love if, it. If, if... It just just like, continue to uh to add to the to, to that media sphere like I said I started my podcast because there wasn't enough there's 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 not enough uh info out there and there's there's only so many guys that go can go on uh the dmxs and, and pulp every week every week even if 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 they each had five guests which they never do it's usually only three that's only like if they only had three if they each had three guests that's only six guys a week that get interviewed there's so many more stories out there that need to be told and um, uh, if, if you guys can uh, have three guys and I can have three guys, that's 12 guys, uh, whether that's industry folk, whether that's uh, current racers, whether that's local guys that are all now getting more exposure, more opportunities to uh, get their story told and plug their sponsors. And uh, I think that's the traction that uh, the sport needs to continue to grow. And, um like all things, like uh, if you're say if you're into podcasts, but all there ever was was the Pulp Show. Uh, like once you're done listening to the Pulp Show, like unless you're wanting to listen to stuff that Steve did back in 19, in 2008, uh, you're you're gonna go try and look for other podcasts to listen to, and maybe you, you become a, a bigger fan of uh, NFL football, or you find yourself dedicating more time to uh, uh, Joe Rogan style podcasts and stuff like that, and your attention goes elsewhere. But if you can keep more attention to the sport of motocross and air- everything that's within it you you grab more people's attention and when you have people's attention that are more proponent to uh spend money and uh and dedicate more time and effort to uh, to the sport because they're just that much more involved that's why that's exactly why the NFL network exists is that people can take in that sport 24/7 yeah absolutely
3: well uh, we are it- we're, de- and we're dedicated to trying to promote, uh, the, this sport in, in any way we possibly can. That's, that's solely, I think our goal has, has become our goal. And uh, that's why we, we came up with the locals only segment. We're going to, nobody talks about racing at the local level and uh, enough, not in my opinion. And uh, we want to try to, and, and we don't, we don't have a huge base yet for that, but we're going to continue to, gr- and it'll grow with us. But we got to talk about that stuff, man, because that's where it starts and stops at that level. Because without that, there's no professional racing. Without professional racing, there's no sport. So everything's tied together. So we want to bring light, issues that may hinder or or, or that are good for the sport, whatever the case may be, and try to put it out there and try to get everybody on the same page, if you will, and uh, and try to keep this sport going. Because, you know, it's not – it's doing well at the professional level, I feel like. But at the same time – I mean, bike sales aren't where they need to be. There's a, lot, there's a variety of different issues that, that, that need to be tackled, and we're going to try to tackle them best we can.
2: Fair enough. Well, uh, I hope that everyone goes and checks out the Moto X pod. Check them out on Instagram. Check them out on Snapchat. Check them out on every social media platform, as well as uh, check out the show. Go on iTunes. Uh, search these guys up, Moto X pod and uh, super easy to find and you guys are uploading all the time 44 shows for people to keep keep up on but uh and uh I, i hope that every single one of my listeners goes there right now and uh subscribes and becomes a loyal listener hey everyone let's take a break and listen to some commercials quickly then we'll be right back to the podcast thanks for listening
5: Zach Common, Maddie Jesse, Phoenix Racing Co., Dominique Daffay, Cody Matichuk, and John Short are just a few athletes who don't Justified Cultures clothing. Passion needed a clothing line to speak to the way that it lived each day. So, we created Justified Cultures. Navigate justifiedcultures.com to easily view over 40 individual styles to help you make a statement every time you step outside. As presenting sponsor to Big MX Radio, lock in promo code BIGMX17 when checking out at JustifiedCultures.com to receive 30% off your Justified Cultures clothing. Express your lifestyle with Justified Cultures. Live what you love.
2: What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with oats and bran. Oats and bran? I didn't think there was such a... That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a ball of amigos, for extreme kids like us. And goes, that's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey,
3: kids, start out every morning with a fat ball. Hey, this is Alex Ray. I don't know if why you're listening to Brad's podcast, but I'll be back on soon. Hey, this is Zach Cummins. All you hosers, quit listening to Nickelback and jump on over to the Big MX Radio show. Hey, guys, this is Kate Clayson, and not only do I blow uh, Alex Ray's doors off on the track, but I do it at K1 speed, too.
2: And I want you guys in a set of W wheels. So do what I did and head to QBYAUSA.com today. WUSA, all things wheels. Hey, Big MX fans. Thanks for listening to this podcast and hope you're enjoying me. I want you guys to head on over to TractionMX.com. TractionMX is the place to get your seat covers for Any bike that you have, whether it be a Husqvarna, Kawasaki, Suzuki, Yamaha, KTM, you name it, these guys have a great seat cover for you. They're durable, they're flashy, they're eye-catching, and they're one of a kind. The reason why they're one of a kind is because you design your own. You pick the fabrics, you pick the ribs, you pick everything all the way down to the stitching uh, color that they use on the seat cover itself. Traction MX is your one-stop shop to set your bike apart from the herd 110%. These seat covers start at just $69.95 American. And uh, the average turnaround is a one to two weeks. One to two weeks from now, you could have a bike that's looking completely different than it does right now. So head on over to tractionmx.com, start shopping, start designing, and make something special like for you today. Going viral with a viral brand. Viral Brand is setting its sights on being one of the leading brands in the extreme sports market. From supercross to snowcross and snowboarding, and everything in between, Viral Brand is working hard to not only bring you premium products, quality eyewear, and killer style, but award-winning support with every sport. Head on over to viralbrand.com and get tinted lenses, clear lenses, 10-packet tear-offs, and goggle bags For only $59.99. Viral brand products are available in the U.S., Canada, and Australia, and used exclusively by the Barn Pros Racing MX Home Depot Yamaha team for the 2017 season. Go viral with the Viral brand. Hey, guys. is the right system for the job. When it comes to four strokes, Bill's Pipes brings the RE13 to decimate the field anywhere, anytime. So if you want the same pipe used by Billy Linovich, Sean Collier, Vicki Golden, and the entire Barn Pros Home Depot Yamaha team, head over to Billspipes.com today and never settle. Um, let's talk some moto guys and, uh, Mark, I'll give you the first opportunity to weigh in on this. Uh, we got an unfamiliar face showing up at Crawfordsville, Indiana this weekend. A lot of people, uh, he's a bit controversial. He's faster than all heck. And, uh, uh, although it's not a sand track, uh, odds are that, uh, he's going to be well within the top five. In my opinion, where do you see, uh, Jeffrey Hurlings, uh, ending up, uh, when the checkered flag flies, uh, later on tomorrow afternoon?
3: I believe uh, – oh, man, Hurley is awesome. I believe he'll be on the overall podium. That's my opinion. Uh, now, whether that's because there's people out or what – he's fast as hell. I mean, we all know how good that dude is, even on tracks that aren't sand. I mean, if this was a sand track, I would probably pick him for the overall. But uh, we don't really have any real sand tracks per se, Southwick, but uh, nothing like what they race over there. I'll put him on the overall podium. What do you think, Jamie?
0: Yeah, I'm going uh, Marvin Herlings Tomac. That's my that's one two three for me.
2: That's
3: a good one.
0: I think Tomac's gonna well kind of th- play it safe.
4: Yeah, yeah I, think Tomac-
2: I think that uh, in a championship uh, scenario like that, he uh, he does what he needs to do. Uh, if the win is there, you take it. If it's not there, you uh, you, you you live to fight another day. Um, I don't think that uh, KTM and Marvin. Um, like i i don't think that they're going to want uh the the, the 84 machine uh, to be ahead of Marvin uh, by by the time the checkered flag flies but uh if honestly if if the championship is so out of reach or if say if after the first moto um Eli wraps it up i think that there's a very real possibility that uh um you you could see Hurlings uh, go uh, one one or a two one and take that overall. I think uh, he's that fast, and uh, although he'll have to adjust to uh, a different motorcycle a little bit, uh, all these guys are so good and uh, they have the ability to uh, to overcome adversity like that. I think that uh, he's he's well within that top three, if not uh, going to grab himself a win. Yeah, I
3: think so the
0: thing I'm with Hurling.
2: To... Go
3: ahead, Mark. Go, go, no. Well, I was going to say the thing with Hurlings. And I don't know that being on a different motorcycle will bother somebody like him as much as it might, let's say, Marvin or even Eli for that matter. Hurley's just a straight-up moto guy. That dude, I've heard stories of him not having access to a practice bike one day and wanting to do motos, so he just goes and buys another one, a stalker, and just goes and does (laughs) his motos. How many other pros do you know that do that? The answer is probably zero. But I feel like the the bike and all that, I just don't think like any of that bothers him. I think he's going to – Yeah, I think KTM may not want him uh, in Marvin's way, but that's all depending on whether Eli comes out firing or not. Because when he's on, I mean, he's hard to beat. I don't even think, I mean, when he's really firing on all cylinders, we've shown that not even Marvin can beat him. He is not. He's not. Yeah, he is
2: uh, uh, on his game fastest, fastest on the planet right now. And I firmly, I firmly believe that, uh, injury or not, I think that, um, that e- even the 94, uh, would have a hard time having, uh, having anything for Eli when he's, uh, absolutely on his game. Um, and obviously that, that, I, I, I mean that even when, uh, even this weekend, if, if, if Eli's feeling it, he could easily, uh, um, I'd exert his will and, and take both motos. I don't think Jer- uh, Jeffrey Herlings would have, much, have even much to say about it uh, at, at, on his best day as far as uh, the, those two battling I agree. on the track that uh, Eli's more more uh, familiar with, and uh, he's got that kind of home track advantage. He's got his own bike and all that fun stuff. I think that uh, if if uh, if all things are equal, obviously uh, Jeffrey would have more for him. But um, like just with the scenario of uh, the championship basically being wrapped up, and uh, and Eli not needing to uh, to push that limit, I think that uh, I, the, the the kind of the, t- the set the table is set for uh, for Jeffrey Hurlings to uh, to really make a statement out there uh, and finally race National, which people uh, have finally given guys like us something to talk about, because for the last four weeks, uh, although there have been different guys winning races and whatnot, there hasn't been a whole lot of uh, championship talk because uh, it's been out of reach for sure in the 250 class, and uh, even even more so in the 450 class, given the fact that uh, Marvin missing around, as well as uh, crashing out of Southwick, and then uh, the the thumb injury with uh, with Baggett, has kind of been almost like a non-story.
3: Yeah.
0: Well. Well, the, the one thing that may hurt Hurling's just a little bit is the format change, not having as much practice time. It may yeah. not, you know. I mean, when when you're that talented, it, it probably won't affect him a whole lot. But, but you know, if you let's say the scenario happens where Tomac has a mechanical and doesn't finish Moto One, so he gets zero points. At that point, there's no way KTM's letting Hurling's finish in front of Marcus. Oh. no. No, no so,
2: that's that's obvious. Yeah. But, uh, no, no, he'll, but, be uh, out, he'll
3: be out there, you know, carrying the flag. They'll, they'll, if, <laughs> they got if something happens in the first moto and, and, and the points gotten really really close, yeah, they'll have him out there riding for Marvin. You know how it is.
2: Oh, for sure, that, 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 that's just uh, inherent within motocross. Uh, curious question I have for the th- uh, the two of you, and uh, TJ is not here to defend himself, but uh, if I was to line up the three of you guys in a uh, in a moto. Uh, who's coming out ahead?
3: <laughs> Go ahead, Mark. Man, well, there's a lot of different fact- factors to weigh in on this. Two, yeah. Who's been riding more? Oh, I really? think Jamie's actually ri- Jamie probably rides more than any of us. And now if you ask TJ, hands down, he's going to say it's him. But Jamie and I both disagree, and
2: uh, you okay. know, he really spends like too much riding- time in the announcing tower. I think.
3: TJ and I
0: used to race each other a lot, I mean, in certain series. And, yeah, there's days he'd beat me, and there's days I'd beat him. I personally think when TJ's on his game and I'm on my game, we're pretty equal. Um, Mark, I haven't, Mark hasn't, I've only known Mark about a year, and he hasn't been riding very much in the time that I've known him. So I don't know. You know, I hear
3: he used to be pretty fast. Right now he's just kind of fast. Yeah, I'm pretty just. I'm pretty chubbed right now. I don't really do much. When I was still on my game and racing a lot, I feel. I mean, and back I, I when maybe, you were muscle Mark. Back when I was muscle Mark, I think I beat TJ quite a bit. But right now, I think both of them probably have me covered. To be honest with you. Fair but enough. But then oh, again, I'm uh, riding. The, I riding the a twenty-two-year-old bike and no excuse, but and I'm, you know, a little, little, little heavier than I need to be, and. It's whatever. I don't care. I still have fun riding, but you give me about two laps, and I've had enough. <laughs>
4: so,
2: the... do, you, do you, like, uh, Jamie, do you race in the, uh, like, if you have like a local race, you're racing in the B class, A class, C class? Where you at? I
0: generally run the C class. Um, I, I get a little bit of uh, flack sometimes. They call me for sandbagging. Um, yeah. I'm at the upper level of our C class, probably, but We've talked about this in our show. There is a lot if you run the B class, you're usually racing guys that should be running the A class. Yeah, so, it's
2: always that's Yeah. Exactly. You know, it, that's that's especially in America, honestly. I, I find that like I race B up in here up in Canada and I'm like a mid level to top ten B rider. But um last time I went to the uh Millville amateur day, uh-huh. I got first in the consolation race in two fifty C.
3: Right.
0: Yeah, there I, so. I feel like I should be a B-class rider. But, like, I've talked to guys that, some guys that have, you know, not necessarily protested, but they made comments. And I'm like, look, I don't want to race in a class and be dead last and not even be able to see the guys that I'm racing with. But in the C-class, I'm actually battling with three or four guys in the series I'm running every year that are pretty equal.
4: Yeah. So,
0: it's, we've talked about this, like I said, on our show. I really wish there was some way that the tracks would regulate that and force me to move up but force those guys to move up too um but yeah i run the c class that's pretty much where i am and i think tj has moved up to the b class uh when he does race he's pretty focused on his
3: son who's a really fast uh what's he running b class or c class well he's he's a c class kid but he's on the national level in america c class so he's fast like he's he's, i mean he's only a few Pence away from being a B class kid if he's not already. I mean, that kid doesn't do anything but ride and train. TJ's pretty focused
0: on that right now. Okay. His son's name is Stalin. Well, uh,
2: maybe the the three of us, uh, excluding Jamie, or uh, excluding TJ, because he's focused on his son, I think the three of us need to uh, pick an amateur day national. And uh and show up and race the damn thing in the four fifty C class and uh and decide once and for all who the fastest uh moto motopod host oh. is. I don't think <laughs> Mathis is gonna uh is pre- pre- be a participant, so it's up for the three of us to figure it out. I love it.
3: I'm gonna right. do
2: it. Let's do it. I wanna ride I'll ride one of bike,
3: <laughs> bikes and I'll try to beat him on his own bike.
2: Hey, I, I had I basically I almost had that happen. A buddy of mine, this is going back almost ten years ago already. Uh, I had a oh, this is for sure ten years ago.
1: Uh, I had
2: a two thousand and eight two hundred and fifty F, and I had my old one hundred and twenty five sitting in the racing trailer just as like a backup bike. Buddy of mine blows up his one hundred and twenty five, so I loaned it to him for the second moto. On the last lap, I'm pulling up behind my own motorcycle. And didn't I almost kill myself trying to beat my own bike? It was, yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would be pretty frustrating to have Mark pass me on my own bike. I don't think I'd be okay with that. Yeah,
0: well, you don't you don't, 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 don't have so to like
3: worry that. about it right now, buddy. Trust me, <laughs> I don't have that many laps in me. So, but uh, hopefully that'll change soon. I'd like to get back to riding more. And uh, it's just so hot down here this time of year, man. It's it just really, got, it's passing. And you're in it all day during your work week and then you, you want to go have fun on the weekends, but that's really why yeah. I don't even, I don't have the energy to go do that anymore. You know? When?
2: Well. <laughs> yeah. A pussy. I just hear a lot of crying. I, like, yeah. oh my, like, you guys can come up here in December when it's when it's minus twenty five uh, Celsius, closer to uh, like minus ten Fahrenheit, uh, and and try and race race in those temperatures. No. So, no, that's hockey, no. Says, dude. No. No.
0: You have to
2: teach me how to play that's, hockey. That's hockey, weather. Yeah. oh yeah. We we have a series that's here, we weather.
0: had a series here. I don't know if it's still going it's called the Blizzard Series, and it started in January. And I think one year it was it was probably in the. 50s, I don't know, maybe 40s. It was too damn cold. When the snaps turn into, you know, icicles on your nose, yeah, that's too cold. Yeah. No, um, yeah, I would if know. Those... We do
2: a thing called ice racing up here. Oh, wow. Say that again, Brad? We... I said, believe it or not, we we do a thing called ice racing. Oh, yeah, uh, for that. for eight hundred dollars, you can get a set of studded tires yeah. for uh, for a motocross bike, and uh, it's basically like riding on uh, on racing slicks. They're uh, they grip like crazy, and uh, guys put them on everything from a, a brand new four fifty to a, a, a mid nineties uh, KX five hundred. And um, yeah, minus minus thirty yeah. is uh, is just the, the tip of the iceberg.
3: That's my niche. That sounds fun. Though actually, I, I, I don't really. I feel like I would uh, be more prone to to crash, and I'm already really prone for that anyway. So uh, <laughs> I don't know if that would work well with me.
2: Fair enough, fair enough. Now, before I let you guys go, and we've been on this for uh, about, for just over a half hour now, and it's been an awesome time having you guys on the show, the, both the ho- two hosts from uh, the Moto X pod, both uh, Mark Poole, Muscle Mark, and Darkside, uh, Jeremy Guida, 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 Guida. Guida. Uh, and... Um, it's it's been a pleasure to have you guys on but uh let's talk uh some like i'm from canada you guys are from the states uh both very uh, patriotic in our own right and uh and and looking forward to uh the annual pilgrimage that is the uh, the motocross nations. Uh, hopefully, Canada can make it into the A main and uh, and best represent the uh, our, our country. I think we're we're sending a pretty decent team this year, but uh, all eyes on the, on the American team because it's been uh, a, a ton of uh, speculation as to who's going to go, who's not going, and, and why they're not going. Uh, but the the state like the, the 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 roster has been set. It's going to be Cole Sealy on a Honda 450, 250 F will be. Uh, the uh, the rockstar entering Husqvarna of Osborne, and then uh, the uh, the the 450 uh, uh, rather unproven Thomas Covington, who uh, for all intents and purposes uh he rides a lot in Matterley. Uh, I think he's going to have an opportunity to moto down furiously on a 450 uh leading up to the race. Um I think this is going to be uh, a, kind of a surprising team because uh, a lot of guy a lot of people are kind of kind of writing this off.
0: Yeah, there's only one right answer, and that's America's going to win. I mean, sorry. Not
4: (laughs) biased. Not not biased at
0: all. I'm
3: joking. I'm joking. Well, you hear a lot of – there's a lot of naysaying going on uh, over here about that team. And, man, I'm pumped on that team. I mean, that's that's the best team we could send, and those guys can win. Our corners is just on another level right now. Sealy's very consistent. And uh, Covington's a little bit of a wild card, but like you said, man, that's his that's his wheelhouse over there. That's where he's at. He's ridden that track. He's, he's in, he lives in Europe, and uh, yeah, I'm sure he hadn't been riding, you know, racing a 450. But from who I, the people I've talked to, he rides one really damn good. So uh, we'll just have to see. But I feel like we're good. Who is uh, who's who's the Canadian team this year? Uh,
2: this year, the uh, the 450 team, to my knowledge, will be uh, Sean Moffenbauer. The, uh, the 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 overall champion uh, on the 45th. Uh, on a, on a, he'll be in MX2, MX3 will most likely be uh, a Medaglia brother, and uh, I believe Colton Fosciotti is going over on, on a Honda, a so thing, uh, that. that'll be the team, I believe. That's a good uh, team. Um, unless That's a solid team. Yeah, it, it, absolutely. It's a solid team, and I think all three of those guys have uh, have, have had good results as of late, and uh, I'm ex- I'm expecting a decent showing from these guys. So oh, well, uh, I'm excited.
3: Benoit's hurt, isn't he?
2: Yeah. Yeah, he's still uh, it's still not a hundred percent. I don't think. And dude, um,
3: that guy's legit. That dude right there is seriously that he
2: legit. Is. I, I I agree. I think. Uh, Canada, um, in the past, I think we've, we've struggled, uh, to, just in general, as far as the, the motocross scene in Canada for the last seven, eight years, as far as, uh, new talent coming out and, uh, and, and really, really dedicated racers, um, and, and just, I, I think that uh, with the new regime that's come in with, uh, with Jetworks and the excitement around Canadian Moto I think there's going to be more money uh, being pushed into it the announcement of a, uh, a Canadian version of the Orange Brigade uh, has come out now and there's some there's uh, some kids coast to coast that are going to be getting a lot of uh, more support than they're used to getting and uh, you guys know as well as I do uh, more support means that kids can completely focus on uh, twisting the throttle and when uh, when anyone can just worry about about uh, the, the the and focus on the the task at hand, they they, they excel at it. So I yeah. think that um, that's going to be a huge uptick for uh, Canadian Moto, and uh, maybe we we'll won't be uh, just uh, hopeful for the A main. We'll be uh, swinging for the fences and uh, and trying to get on that uh, on the podium by the end of the weekend uh, for more cross nations. Uh, uh, and, and hopefully it's 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 in the states next year, and uh, and all three of us can be uh, having this conversation in one year's time um, about a, a hometown race for you guys. Uh,
0: yeah, heck yeah, you. You know, I I love Canadian Moto, dude. I, w- I hope they, they get a good TV package next year. I heard that they're working on something yes, because I think so. I think it was '06 or '07, the year that Dusty Clatt won the championship. Was
2: that '06? Do you remember? Mm. Uh yeah he did win A championship in 06. I think that, yeah, I think that was uh number 11 on a on a Blackfoot.
4: Home yeah,
0: road. he beat yeah, uh you're right. Johnson right. Law. but that year I watched every race, you know, they were I think replayed on like the Outdoor Life network or something. And first of all there was some of the best racing I'd ever seen. And second of all, the announcers are
3: so damn into <laughs> it. whole I I love the <laughs> I That's uh, yeah, are... That's Brian Gold, isn't it? And Galli's one of yeah. those dudes
2: that announces yep. the other who all does that. Uh Galdi used to do the the the, the play by or not the play by play. He did the uh um uh track side Track analysis and some interviews and then uh, stuff like that. I, I, those uh, they actually had one of the lo- like there was a local or uh, a race from Manitoba during that time. Um, it was actually in, in 2007 it was a total mutter. Uh, 2006 was a dec- a decent race actually. It's kind of a little bit muddy, not as not as bad as 2007. But uh, Brian Coster and uh, Mark Travers are the uh, are, are the play by play and the uh, the color commentaries for the Canadian Nationals and those guys are one of a kind in fact uh, if you listen to the, the, the beginning of this podcast um, the first year that they announced together uh, and the first moto that I ever watched in my life any any moto can, like uh, regardless on TV, live in person, it was the first race I ever watched was uh, the 1999 125 uh, first moto from Grunthal and uh, I used that audio clip from that start of that moto in my my intro to this podcast, so uh, that's ah. how much influence those those guys had on me growing uh, up. Is that uh, that was uh, it was a huge moment for me to watch that and then to uh, to grab that off of the uh, the Guaranteed MX YouTube channel and uh, grab that. It was pretty cool.
0: Nice. Yeah, I'm sitting here. We're talking about. It, so I'm looking through some old DVDs that I burned and I have them right here. Canadian MX 2007. I've got all the, all the rounds burned onto DVD.
2: Nice. Yeah, we're gonna have to get together. Watch so. uh, Watch Morden. Watch Morton. That's uh that was an absolute mud fest. Uh Mitch Cook winning it on the uh the four fifty single moto format and uh and Jimmy Nelson winning it on the on the two fifty. Right
0: on, yeah.
2: Absolutely awesome. full blown yeah. mudder. I'll
0: have to go back and watch those. I like yeah.
3: it. Canadian Moto it's is awesome. Like I hope it, it looks like it's taking a big step up, you know, with the new streak yeah. coming next year and all that and uh Dude, I would. I mean, you hear all the American riders that go up there; they they just have the time of their life up there because it's not uber serious like it is here. But well, it's a little more like that. It's professional racing; they're there to win. But everybody's cool. You know, it's a good vibe, and you know, I love I love the, the racing over here in the states. But you know, going to race it's a it's a it's a more of a serious bill, and I understand why. But I just I would rather have that vibe than the one we have here. Yep. Yeah, we oh, yeah, we need to make s- a trip up and
0: come see you sometime and go to a Canadian national.
3: Let's do that next year Let's do for it, sure. Man.
0: You
2: guys should, uh, yeah, like uh, go up to uh, to Millville one weekend. The next weekend, go to uh, go for dunes or something yeah. like that, and, uh, and and get that figured out. Um, Let's do that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we will definitely connect on some trips in the in the future, um, but. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you guys on. I've absolutely enjoyed this conversation. I think we'll, we'll chat a little bit off air a, after this. But uh, um, f- finally, Jamie, uh, where, can, where can people find this thing? Uh, the Moto X pod, and uh, um, I really appreciate you guys giving me the time.
0: Yeah, man, absolutely. Did you ask where they can find it again?
2: Yeah, yeah. We're, we're like give give people the like a, a okay. synopsis of where they can find it and uh, right. follow you guys on social and whatnot. Uh,
0: on Facebook at Moto X Pod Show, uh, Instagram at Moto X Pod Show, and Twitter at MotoXPod. Yeah. And then um, you know like I'm on Facebook. I'm Jamie Guida, J A M I E G U I D A. Mark Poole, uh, T J Smith. We're you know we all have our own Twitter or Facebook pages and Twitter pages and all that. And then just any podcast app or iTunes.
3: Just if you want to, if you want to visit don't. very, if you want to visit a really lame Twitter page, visit at MuscleMark Seventeen. There's not a whole lot going on on there. <laughs> None. Yeah. yeah. There's
2: not, there's not a whole lot of fun just, happening there. But uh, I don't do a whole
3: lot on Twitter now. You hit me on Facebook at me smart forward, or picture me in a set of flagger holding my daughter. It's very easy to know which one it is. I like Facebook. I'm on there all the time. Uh, I like Instagram too. It's at Markpool or at moto X 5 show I, I handle the Instagram page too. And uh, I have a lot of fun with that. So guys hit us up, chat with us. We love talking Moto regardless. American Moto, GP, Canadian Moto, whatever man. It's all Moto and we love it. Absolutely.
2: Awesome, guys. Well, as always, thank you for making the time. Go check out the Moto X pod, uh, interact with these guys on social, and uh, keep the conversation going. Um, We'll we'll catch up with you guys again soon, and uh, looking forward to chatting with you guys in less than one week's time. Next Tuesday, uh, we'll all be on your guys' show, so uh, looking forward to that. Um, Don't hang up just just yet, guys, but for podcast sake, we're going to cut it off right there.